Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys from one of the premier trade schools in the country, the East Valley Institute of Technology, where we bring you inside the automotive industry, from motorsports to some race legends to what is car auction talent. And we're excited to bring a car auction talent to you here shortly. We're honored to spend it to you. And you guys know if you miss bits and pieces of the show, we tell you all the time to hang out on WrenchNation.tv. Get on over there. Over 190 shows. God, there's got to be a show, Susie, for folks. Boy, we've done a lot of uh, cross-sectional. We've had uh, Vidita Singh from, uh, well, Princess Vidita Singh from uh, Barwani talking about her automotive art. Uh, We've had a ton of NHRA, NHRA drivers and you got to feel for those drivers right now oh yeah i mean we just had the coca-cola 600 <laughs> and it was empty it was a little it's a different vibe that's right but we won our sports we won our races and we want to watch them okay empty stands take it for what you will that's right i mean we'll deal with that but yeah. i think i think we need our sports we need our sports but we need Frank, competition don't forget our fun guests the uh stuntmen from ford versus oh Ferrari yeah too. yeah we had to, of Loved course uh, that tony tony hunt uh, in fact, you guys get onto the email list because, uh, again, you guys are busy. We know that. Uh, get on to RanchNation.tv, sign up for our email list. Now, as one of the most talented and dynamic car auctioneers of the industry, CEO Drew Alcazar of the famed Russo and Steel Car Auctions will be joining us today. Have you thought about selling your hoopty, your classic car, that European import, that Japanese import? Not too sure. There's a ton of car auctions. But there is no other like the vibe, the passion behind Russo and Steel right here, Scottsdale. And so we are going to bring Drew Alcazar. Uh, Of course, Drew does an amazing job with his lovely wife and partner. They are, gosh, they are pioneering something different. We want to kind of extend that to you. A lot of you say, well, I've been to auctions, Frank. I just want to sell my ride. (laughs) Well, I'm saying no. No, we want the best monies that we can get. A lot of you got a intrinsic value behind, well, like the 56 Hudson that is in the garage right now. You want the maximum. But why not celebrate in style? This is an event that has the rest of the auction world looking at it and saying, oh, they're doing something different over there. So uh, Drew Alcazar of Russo and Steel will be joining us. But I got to spread some news. It's important. How many of you will be working? Yes, I know, 100 degrees. Some of you will be on your driveway working on your ride. You're going to floor jacket. You should be using jack stands. Many of you do. Keep safe. There is a current recall Many of you go to Harbor Freight. We love Harbor Freight. But right now, Pittsburgh Automotive issued via NHTSA. NHTSA is responsible for all the major car recalls. NHTSA said, hey, time out. These jack stands could allow the ratcheting portion of the teeth on that extension to not engage properly, thereby wham, bam, the car falls down, man. Ouch. Ouch. I want you to. I want you to be aware of that. Now, I want to share our good friends, The Drive. You can catch The Drive online, and we'll probably pop this up on our Facebook, Wrench Nation Facebook. These are faulty jack stands. So it's not an automotive recall. It's a tool recall. Absolutely. And many of you, just like your dishwasher that, you know, the motor just (laughs) pops out and it's in the living room, whatever. (laughs) 
things are made, they're manufactured, and they can have flaws. And uh, that's why we have we have these agencies to look out for us. Or you may have complained about something. You ever complain about a, a hair dryer that's just not working right? Frank, you know me. I never complain. I know you don't. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, Pittsburgh. So if you're at Harbor Freight, of course, Harbor Freight is all over it. They know. We just want to save you guys a trip. To what is the county corner, man? We've seen we've seen some accidents over the years. And so just know again, those jack stands made by Pittsburgh Automotive. You can Google that Pittsburgh Automotive. Uh, you can find that story on the drive. Susie, what's shaking in the garage? Ooh, doggy. So let's see. We've got a lot going on, Frank. I'm Too, surprised. I'm surprised. I'm we're not complaining. Here. No. It's hot. Well, we got a couple of coolers now working. That's not cool. Yeah, and that makes it hot. It's nice guy, in the morning. Guy gave us a bid, and I said, okay, let's do this, and I haven't heard from we him. We haven't seen him. He's busy. <laughs> I'm like, geez. But uh, we want to talk about the interesting thing. There's a lot of interesting things there happening. Um, and you think you know, for all my seasoned professionals, you think you know, you've seen it all. <laughs> But you have not. And we had what would be equivalent of uh, open heart surgery. We're doing a bunch of wiring repair. I forget which vehicle. It's it's not important. But what is important, Susie, what happened during the course of that wiring repair? So we actually were just replacing the seat adjuster because it wasn't moving up, down, back, forward. And so we decided that we needed to go a little deeper because there, well, was, there, was, a, other there issues. was a little short, right? There was more than just a little switch. So, Dang it. <laughs> so like you said, we did a little open heart surgery. And of course, that's probably going to throw a lot of codes. Well, yeah. You guys know if you ever disconnected your battery and you reconnected, check engine lights on, you got 20 codes. Well, you just smacked that computer. That's what you did. Now, Susie, you're saying during the course of our repairs... We got many phone calls from this owner. And the reason why is because the owner had what many of you may have, and that's the T-Mobile SyncUp Drive device. Now, what is that if you don't have one? Well, essentially, the computer on your vehicle is uh, monitoring, managing. It's like your brain. If you drank too much, it's going to tell you. You may walk funny. (laughs) Same thing with your car. Check engine light comes on. Bam, you know there's a problem. Well, while we're working on this car, (laughs) we initiated by design, it's a part of repair procedure, about 27 faults. And sure enough, we got 27 phone calls. Hey, I just noticed uh, this uh, power train fault. Come on. And I, and I, you know, I was at at first we're shocked. We're like, holy cow, this is a live event. People are watching us. It's like surgery. It's like in Europe, you see all that surgery and there's a bunch of doctors watching. All right, well, take it easy. The EKG is off a little bit. We're okay. But this T-Mobile Sync code reader was alarming. Very alarming to the owner. And to us. And to us. I won't, I won't lie. We had to give uh, 30-minute reports. We did, and we had to explain every time a code came up. Now, the first explanation, we thought we were done. They understood. Yes. But the second, third, fourth, and fifth, we then knew we had additional concerns by way of the owner of the vehicle. So we had to, I think I went in the back office, I lit a candle, and I said, wait a minute, and I had to really explain, it's going to be okay, almost guarantee nothing else will be wrong, and here we are, the mechanics in the bay saying to you, code reader T-Mobiler, 
Don't worry. If it's a problem, we'll pay for it. That's right. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. I've never seen that. So interesting. I've never seen Made that. Made for an interesting day. All right. What other weird automotive news you got? So if you actually had somebody park their vehicle on your land to go enjoy a nice day at the beach. Wait a minute. If I'm in San Diego? Well, let's not say San Diego. Let's say this is in the UK. In England? Yes, off well, the Atlantic I, coast. I got a property. It's worth a lot of money. Who's parking you on my stuff? You got a property and somebody parks there. Now, at would, random? Did they ask permission? They didn't ask for permission. So let me ask you this, Frank. Would you tow it away and make them look for it? Or would you leave a note, nasty or not nice? Or would you cover it with poop? No, man. I would put a sign, $100 fee. <laughs> well, you say you would collect a parking fee. Well, you gave me three options. Let's review. Okay. And I heard poop. What is up with that? Yeah. Say, repeat the options so the people listening don't so get So these confused. are your options. Would you tow it away? All right. Would you leave a note, whether it be nice or nasty? All right. Or would you cover it with poop? I don't know. The poop just made me, I don't know. Who's doing, don't tell me that some UKer did that. Well, check this out. So this guy decided to go enjoy a day at the beach and everybody's practicing their social distancing. It was not busy. On the dude, not on the no. million dollar lawn. It was busy. He should have distanced his, he should have found, okay. Now let me tell you something. This was actually a farm land. So he parked on a farmer's land. Okay. You with Far- me? Farmers don't mess around. So this Mercedes-Benz C-Class owner ended oh. up. Coming back to his car, yeah, literally repainted with poop. Oh, so he got a couple of the cows and bulls and oh, said, "Come on, let's a bring tractor. it." Tractor. He brought a tractor over. <laughs> I could only now. How did he muster up a bunch of wild animal on his property? <laughs> I don't and know. Command the poop. Isn't that crazy? I think he collected the poop, put it in like maybe a sprayer or something, because you can catch it on a video, Twitter via Daily Mail. I, I guess that's... You can hear the farmer literally say, I've nearly finished, mate. I'm not stopping. Hope you have as much fun washing your car as I am having to paint it. Wow, that's vindictive. Yes, that's, very vindictive. Isn't that a, pretty crappy? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just th- I'm, I'm thinking of that scenario. If you guys are listening, like, do you think that's extreme? It is very extreme. Or if you're a proud farmer, you work your land, don't mess with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some of these cows and... <laughs> Pigs, <laughs> turkey poop, everything. It's All coming your it's coming your way. I don't know. I you think people are a little extra grumpy because of the climate in the I, times right now? You know what? It's hard to say. I mean, maybe this is just the farmer's nature. Now, if I was parking there, I was mm-hmm. desperate. I hadn't been to a beach in a long time, exactly. a little desperate. Would I have left a note and said, Hey, I'll gladly pay you. Don't do the poop thing. <laughs> let me let me when I get back. You know, settle up or say thank you. Yeah, that's very strange. So there's a lot of comments. So check out that uh, Twitter via Daily Mail. What could be strange is if you got a classic ride and uh, you are trying to sell that ride or you are a buyer. Uh, Many of you right now have investments going and some of you are concerned, which means the market seems to be, I don't know, the Dow, I think today shot up. It shot up, went down, and went back. Who knows with the market? My point is, you've got a wonderful ride. It's a prized collectible. You may want to sell it. How do you go about that? Well, we've got Drew Alcazar, talented uh, CEO of Russo and Steel. He's going to be joining us. I want you guys to stay tuned. Ranch Nation next.
Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up, churning and burning. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Always a pleasure to hang out with you guys every week. And we big, big, big hugs to you guys, uh, KFNX, on the weekend. And, of course, 90.7 The Neon. We appreciate you. Know that if you have a question about your ride and maybe didn't hear specifics during the show, reach out to us. You can catch us at the garage, uh, Desert Car Care Chandler, all over the internet. Uh, in the meantime, how about we tell you about an auction block that has never been created before? Well, we're talking 20 years ago before. Most auctions were pretty straight ahead. <laughs> Sold, that sort of thing. But Russo and Steel brings the auction in the round. A real deep, visceral feel gets you excited, gets you excited. So we welcome Drew Alcazar, uh, CEO of Russo and Steel. Drew, thank you for hanging. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Frank, Susie, uh, the uh, Wrench Nation faithful. Glad to be with you guys today. Yeah, nice. you rock, brother. We appreciate it. And, and you know, let's go back in time. I mean, there's many things that you could uh, do. We are going to talk about... Uh, well, let's just face it, busting knuckles behind some of the premier restorations that you were behind of. What made you transition and say, well, what is 20 years ago? Hey, I'm going to start an auction. <laughs> How did that come about, man? <laughs> uh, you know, truthfully, the auction was uh, just sort of a natural progression, I think, for uh, Josephine and I's uh, enthusiasm for the collector cars. Uh, we're, I think, the only outfit on the planet to do it 100% just because we dig it. Um, we, we'd, be, we'd be playing with our own collector cars regardless of whether he had the auction or not. We'd be, you know, doing concourse shows, road rallies. Uh, I, you know, vintage racing is a, is a horrible habit that I've acquired. And uh, we'd be playing with our uh, crazy old cars no matter what we'd be doing. So, really, the auction was just a, an opportunity to uh, extend uh, that uh, enthusiasm. And it, it's become... A wonderful twenty-year uh, adventure here with a lot of great friends and uh, family and clients and relationships we've developed over the years. It's been a fun ride. Yeah, congratulations! Twenty years is a big deal, especially in the auction world. And let's just face it, uh, Susie, online it seems like everybody wants to go online. But Drew, you are proving that wrong. Talk to us about what makes that auction in the round so different, and more importantly. Man, oh, man. Did you watch an episode? Well, Gladiator wasn't even around back then. Like, how did you come up with that idea? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is kind of, a, as you say, sort of a Gladiator sport. Uh, it's uh, It's been called everything from, uh, you know, Drew's boxing ring. To <laughs> it's, uh, I, I think a lot of it just is... Uh, I, I got to tell you, it is very personal, as you well know, uh, to, to me and, and 
And I think collector cars, if you're not having fun and you're not enjoying yourself and it's not visceral and it's not, and you're not immersing yourself into it, I, I just, I've never been one of those that wants to, you know, sit in a row of chairs with, uh, you know, a bunch of other people going, may I have your bids, please? <laughs> yeah. And then hanging out with my buddies, having fun, <laughs> looking at the cars, being with them. And, and truthfully, auction in the round was, was born, uh, just out of, out of that element to try and say, let, let's get people involved with the cars. But, you know, at the end of the day, we have a job. And as much fun as it is, our obligation is to maximize the final selling price for the seller. Right. So, as always, sellers are going to be high. Buyers are going to be low. And it's how you close that gap and get the deal done that's really the key. And auction in the round helps bring that emotion into play. And that closes that gap. It's the same kind of thing that we did uh, now that uh, we're taking sort of this time out uh, with uh, the large public events and so forth that we, we wanted to continue to make it personal. Uh, everybody's kind of trying to shift gears and do this online auction thing. I just, I, I, I disagree with that. I, I'm, 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 I don't believe that collector cars are something that you have the capability of really immersing yourself in and having a hundred percent uh, successful transaction just on a computer screen. Yeah. I know when I buy a car, I want to see it, I want to look at it, I want to touch it, feel it. Heck, I want to lick it if I need to, but I want to make sure, I don't care if it's a car in a field with weeds growing through it. As long as I know that that's what it is, and I've gone through the car, and I've done my due diligence, and I know that's what I'm buying, then it's going to be a good transaction. So, we actually went the opposite direction, introduced a whole new division. Uh, it's an extension of Russo and Steel, the, the auction it's, we're never, we're not going to ever stop doing auctions. But you know, while we're on this little bit hiatus, it gave me an opportunity, really, to get back to my roots and make it real personal. So we introduced what we're calling collector car uh, services now. So the services division really consists of private treaty sales, allows everybody to come look at the cars, vet them properly, allows me to represent them properly. Unlike brokers that have large houses that represent cars that they don't know anything about, much less have ever seen, one of my mandates is the cars actually have to be at our facility in North Scottsdale. We want them there not only so that I can see the cars, be able to represent them properly for the seller, but also to avail an environment in my shop with the detailing services to make sure that that car then can be vetted by a potential buyer. They can engage their due diligence. We've got every lift that you can imagine, asymmetrical lifts, ramp lifts, you name it, take it up, put it down, drive it around, make sure that you've done your due diligence to buy the car. And then if maybe there's some things that you want that you have done in the car, maybe you want it detailed or the paint polished a little bit nicer, or you want to add a few things to it, maybe a couple of things that you see that maybe the previous owner just didn't think was that big a deal, but you say, really, I'd really like to have, I don't know, uh, an auxiliary electric fuel pump on my 190SL Mercedes because getting started with the mechanical pump's kind of a pain. Uh, those are things that we can also do so we can prep the car prior to it getting delivered to its So it's really, well. it's really, Drew, in supplementing what you're saying, I think a lot of folks listening right now, one of the biggest problems, and it's just like retail mechanics, you end up bouncing around, and next thing you know, you got this hodgepodge kaleidoscope of automotive badging put together, and then when you do finally want to sell it, you're disappointed because it wasn't done right. You're saying under one roof, we get it all done. Very personal. Very, I very much, if, if you can help someone from Jump Street, 
help guide them, help talk about the transaction, whether it's one car, whether it's 30 cars, it's a collection, it doesn't matter. If you can start being involved, it's like the cars that you guys work on in your shop. And when you've got a loyal client that brings that car back to your shop every single time, you now have a rapport, not only with the client, but more importantly with the car. You know what you've done at last, what it needs, what you need to do now. And truthfully, that's where the value lies. Because somebody can always find some place to do it better or do it cheaper. Right, right. And, and that's, uh, that, can really be a big, that can be a big problem. Yeah. But the, but the really savvy clients, the really smart guys, the ones that really understand, hey, look, I want to achieve an objective, whatever it is. Help, let's, let's sit down, let's outline it, let's talk about it, and then let's work to try and get to that point. Rather than running off somewhere, having a couple of cocktails, you end up buying something on the Internet, it comes off the transport truck, and you're going, oh, my God, what is this thing? Then you drop that pile on my doorstep and expect me to somehow wave my magic wand and rescue you. That's like post-mortem. Yeah. You've got the horses after the doors have closed. Let's get involved from the beginning. Let's find the right cars. Let's make those transactions. Because at the end of the day, listen, it's about having fun. And if we're not having fun because the fun got took out of it because there was something that we didn't do right in the first place, then it's not fun. It isn't. And, 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 and at that level, man, it's so important that from A to Z it's done right. It's personable. And I think you're not going to get that online. Susie, you're not going to. I mean, come on now. You're talking about a major deal here. And yeah, I, you I don't get it I mean, some, some people may feel, look, I agree. Drew, Drew, you're not kidding. I want, <laughs> I want to go to your little popcorn stand. I want to go to the restaurant place that's there or a fruit. I want it all, and I want to enjoy myself. Uh, you guys need to understand, we're talking about such a high-energy experience. What is this going to do for you? Well, it's going to reduce the anxiety. You get comfortable, and you're paying attention. Isn't that the key? Do you find a lot of people, because of the roar of whatever from an auction, they lose sight, they may not get what they want for their vehicle, or the seller may, uh, or the buyer may see, feel like that car went for too much, but your auction is really getting people comfortable so they can pay attention to the deal. Well, that's what we hope. We work really hard. As you know, the staging lanes that we set up almost an hour before the car is on the auction block gives you an opportunity to look the car over so forth, really get prepared to be, be with the car on the block. But let's face it. There's no question about the fact that you have a transaction that's going to take place once the car is on the block in basically three minutes or less. Auctions are great. They bring a huge variety of cars. There's going to be hundreds of cars in one location. You're not going to have to be spending time to travel around, go to places, stay in crappy hotels, to look at a car and be disappointed in 10 buck 2 by the time you finally get out there. Because all of that comes and presents itself on your doorstep. Whether it's Scottsdale, Monterey, Amelia Island, you name it, those environments are great. Don't get me wrong. But listen, auctions are like life. Every bowl of cherries has got a couple of pits and stems. And some of the limitations of auctions are you don't really have that ultimate opportunity to engage that really intense level of due diligence. You're not going to do a leak down a compression test out there underneath the preview tents. You're not going to have a lift to get it up and check and see if there's been frame repairs or any rust that you may not see. You're not going to be crawling underneath the car because you're going to be there having friends with your buddies. And sometimes those limitations can result in you having a transaction that once a car gets home, maybe is a little bit less than you really expected. Yeah, you can lose and that's focus. what the private yeah. treaty sales 
and all of this, I'm hoping, will really help sort of overcome some of those challenges. Yeah. So I'm going to back it up a little bit. I'm going to back it up to the auction in the round. So I'm envisioning there's a restaurant downtown Phoenix at the Hyatt called The Compass. So when you actually go in and dine, the floor actually revolves so you can get the whole skyline view. Is Am I wrong on this? Did our I just give you a new idea? Maybe. <laughs> Drew, Drew, set us straight because she just made us hungry. Set us straight. Paint a visual scene again. A lot of folks are listening. They heard auction in the round, and you really do it up. You and Josephine do an amazing job with that. Paint the picture, Drew. Give us an idea. Well, the cars all stage up. We've got five lanes that the cars are there for almost an hour before they get to the auction block. So it's a wonderful opportunity not only to look at the cars, but you start building that anticipation. Then the cars come into the auction block of the arena, and the arena that we have is actually ground level. So the cars are actually on the floor. We invite people to come right up, look at the cars. We pop open the hood. We open up the doors, take another look at it when it's there under the nice bright lights of the auction block. And then we elevated all of the seating on all sides of the block. Oh, so oh, really? Yeah, like yeah, baby. <laughs> now, you, now the gladiators are coming out in the Coliseum. Is, I love it. it is, it's, a, it's a Coliseum effect. So now you've got elevated seating because we thought about this. Hey, we wanted to make the cars accessible. And I kind of joked, hey, we ought to just drive the cars right through the crowd. And that'd be a great idea. But it, 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 I'm so it, there. The guy standing behind, can you imagine being the one standing behind Frank? That's not going to work out. <laughs> It's not going to work out. Oh, my gosh. We made all of the seating on all of this tiered elevation platforms. And we used to do it with bleachers. And, you know, we we made all these pads for the bleachers so they were comfortable and everything. But we come to find that people, they they like to really sort of have that camaraderie with their friends. They come. They want to hang out, get some cocktails. So now we started actually doing platforms where we put our cocktail tables up, some nice bar stools. You can come. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Kind of have your little campsite, hang out, watch the cars come and go. When you've got a car on the block that you've got interest in, you can come down to the block, be on the floor, look at it one last time. And truly, and and the byproduct element is is that, say you've got a guy, a buyer, that says, look, I'm going to pay 100 grand for this Corvette. That's it. That's my limit. I looked at it out in preview. I liked the car. I looked at everything, talked to the owner, looked at the documents. I'm ready to pay 100 grand. That's my max. That's all I'm going to pay. All of a sudden, the bidding goes 90. He'll give me 90, 95. Got it. Give me 100. He'll give me 100. 100. Thank you, sir. 100. Now we go across the room. Boom. 105. Guess what? He's out at 100. So now he's standing here going, oh, no. Wow. And, of course, my ring men are standing there going, really? Come on, Frank. You're not going to lose that Corvette with one, one <laughs> Hello, bid, man. Support. But, of course, now you've got the car. It's on the auction block. You're looking at it, and you're going, wow, that Corvette really is nice. I mean, it's actually a little bit nicer than I thought it was. There's no way I can restore that thing for a hundred grand. And all of a sudden, guess what Frank does? Boom. One ten to you. Now I've gone from a hundred to one ten. And right. I've advanced that bit that seller simply by the environment that we have created that allows that buyer to get closer to that car and have that close personal connection. That well, I'm so just cool. saying, I just spilt my rum and coke and pulled out another <laughs> 10 G's. I'm supporting my ride and the economy at the same time. You can't beat that. Yeah. Um, I will tell you guys, if you're just joining us, man, Drew Alcazar of Russo and Steel. I want you guys to check out RussoandSteel.com. We're going to take a quick break with Drew. Come back on the other side and find out what was the biggest melancholy, depressing state of restoration 
that disappointed Drew. Everyone wants to know the good stuff. Yeah. We want to find out, Drew, what was your total nightmare of a restoration? You guys stay tuned. Wrench Nation next. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority, Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper, fender, bender, slide, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance, and I paid out of pocket, and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one vision collision 480-248-9049 visioncollision.com when you're thinking about body shop or collision work paint repair dent repairs collision wheel restoration vision collision is the way to go tell them frank at wrench nation sent you 480-248-9049 480-248-9049 vision collision Right on. Welcome back, guys. Uh, Wrench Nation Facebook. Get on over there if you have any questions and uh, join us. Spread the word. We're always honored to spend it with you guys covering automotive culture and the industry along with motorsports. I want to remind you, June 6th, Susie, that's coming up. That is coming up. I don't care. Stop sniveling. I know it'll be a little hot. But what's even hotter is your ability to hang with Russo and Steel and Scuderia Southwest. Ooh. Our good friends up there, uh, Peter, Peter Volney, Volney. Uh, they do an amazing job. Uh, and that is Saturday, June 6th. You get to get out there in Scottsdale, nice little cars and coffee. Be safe. We're not saying you get to be a bunch of maniacs out there, but we are bringing it back slowly but surely, step by step. June 6th, Scuderia Southwest, uh, Russo and Steel will be out there uh, representing as well. Uh, bringing back Mr. Drew Alcazar, CEO of uh, Russo and Steel. Uh, pleasure to have you back and on board, Drew. Indeed, it's a great day. I'm looking forward to that next Cars and Coffee with uh, the Scuderia Southwest gang. That's going to be so much fun coming up. Yeah, and they do an amazing job. Uh, we did the gig up uh, January, Susie. Yeah. I raised uh, north of $100,000. Uh, they, on course in the hills, yeah. Yeah, do an amazing job. Uh, we left the break, uh, Drew. Um, of course, you've, you've got tons of stories. We need, we, gosh, well, we can't wait to see you in person to hear the stories, but we want to know, because a lot of people go through pain during the restoration. It doesn't always, like some of the TV shows make it glamorous. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, some don't. Some will actually share that midnight pain before SEMA and so on. Drew, what has been one of your biggest restoration challenges that uh, you can share with us? Well, there's little question that restoration uh, is not for the faint of heart or the faint of wallet. (laughs) Sure. Uh, You know, diving off the restoration cliff, uh, you really want to be, you want to be prepared. And, uh, 
you know, of course, I've been restoring cars for 35 plus years. Uh, it, you know, there's there's always surprises that crop up. I come to find, at least in my experience, that cars are kind of like kids. There's uh, there's some that behave and some that just don't. <laughs> no matter how hard you work, there's always going to be some some crazy I don't know red haired stepchild that just throws a fit every time you touch it. And no matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you try, it just seems like you know the only thing you, the only wrench that you don't have in your toolbox is a priest to come over with some holy <laughs> water and give it an exorcism. Well, I tell you, it's funny because uh, go go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, we 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 had this. GT500 KR convertible Shelby. And, of course, I was restoring it for my mentor uh, who helped me. My accountant got my shop going. He was so instrumental in uh, getting uh, me uh, launched into uh, the, the lifestyle that I enjoy today. And it was as close to a cost as no object uh, restoration as you can imagine because I just wanted to thank him for everything that he had ever done for me by, by, by doing the most spectacular restoration that I could possibly fathom. And I got to tell you, by the time I got done, and it was triple black, black interior, black exterior, black top, and it just, every time you turned around, I ended up actually nicknaming it, instead of Shelby, I called it the Helby. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but it went on to Grace Magazine covers and awards and on and on. It was, it was a spectacular car when it was done, but boy, I gotta tell you, there was a lot of busted fingernails and knuckles over that car. No doubt. In fact, uh, i got to share with you our experience. We had a Rolls-Royce come in the garage. We don't do a whole lot of Rolls-Royce, but we ordered the special tool. We had to drop the strut uh, assembly and, and so on and so forth. And sort of, look, every car you're going to research. I mean, you want to research what's out there. And uh, we've got some blood, sweat, and tears behind that. Oh, yeah, that. we do, literally. Uh, our, our guy, big shout-out to... Uh, <laughs> Joey we, Strap. No, well, Joey Eyebrows is what we call oh, him. Oh, Joey Eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, he hurt himself a little bit. He didn't cut his fingers, and he kept going. We're like, no, man, go yeah. stop, stop, you know. <laughs> but uh, a lot of you listening can relate to that. And I think one of the things, Drew, would be that research. Do you find that we're not researching our restorations enough as we should? Sometimes we can head down the yellow brick road instead of the red brick road. Is that the case? Do you see that? Well, I think most restorations probably become more challenging than than otherwise would be the case. Maybe not so much in terms of research, but on the same vein, really preparation. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that you know, there's nothing more frustrating to try and start putting a car back together again and you're missing something. Or you don't have the proper fasteners or now you're tr you're trying to sort of jury-rig something together and that's never going to work because yeah. you know ultimately you'll have to go back and do it over again. It's, it, it's really that preparedness. Making sure you've got all of the right nuts, bolts, fasteners, screws, what have you. All of the right trim pieces. Everything's been done and polished and ready to go. All the sub-assemblies have been done. Don't put your entire, I don't know, 65 Mustang convertible back together again and not rebuild the heater core box. Because that very first day you go out with your gal and you're going to be taking a nice drive with the top down and all of a sudden her tootsies are going to be covered in ethylene glycol at 200 <laughs> degrees. That's no fun. No fun. You didn't rebuild the heater core when you should have. Yeah, do it. Do, do what it takes to do it dance. right. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, do, do it once. Do it right. You know, cutting corners thinking, ah, no one's going to see this. No one's going to. Nah, I, 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 people often, you know, talk with me and they joke with me about, you know, the, the places that I paint on restored cars that no one will ever see. You know, why are you spending that much time in the glove box? 
you know, why do you color sand and, and polish door jams? You know, why are you sitting there with your head making sure you've got the right undercoating spatter in the trunk? You know, all of those things. Because they, 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 no one's ever going to look there. But you realize that when the car's done, it's those details that all add up at the very end. Because you and I both know, you're going to go to the next Concord in the Hill show out in Fountain Hills that Peter's going to produce with his gang. It's going to be fabulous. And you're going to be looking at a couple cars. And one car's going to look just a little bit nicer than the other one. And you're not sure why until you start looking at those details yeah. and you realize, wow, that was a well-done, properly prepared restoration. Everything on it is right. Attention to detail at the end of the day. I mean, and it's more, I think, I think Drew, as you're saying, there's a pride and joy not to cut corners. I mean, we've seen our fair share of hack jobs that... Uh, you know, you got to just pay attention to that detail at the end of the day. Drew, i got to ask you, uh, a lot of folks right now, they're anxious to get back into the real deal auctions. They are coming back. We're going to talk about some of your events that are coming over the next year and so on. What am I doing wrong as somebody that is bidding on a vehicle? What tips do you have, me, uh, have for me to stay away from trouble? How can I do my best to bid on that ride I want? Well, in today's environment, with all the online stuff going, I, I, and trust me, I make the mistake, I don't know, every five or six years, because it sounds too good to be true. I've looked at all the pictures, and I buy a car sight unseen. 98% of the time, I'm disappointed. Buying a car sight unseen is a recipe for disaster. Spend the extra time, spend the extra money, do what's required to really get the car vetted. And if you don't know or you don't have the ability to do it, there is a plethora of great folks out there in the hobby that are experts. If you've got a Mopar, call Galen Gauthier. If you've got a GM car, a Copo Camaro or a Corvette, call Jerry McNeish. If you've got a Ferrari, call Mike Sheehan. There's, I mean, I can go down the list of the names of the people that have the capability of properly vetting and doing due diligence discovery on a car. And that's the responsibility of the buyer. Don't come to me with those crocodile tears when that car comes off the truck and you failed in your obligation to properly vet and discover what was about that car before you bought it. Because whether it's at an auction online or whether it's an auction when we get back in action in person, you raise your hand, baby. You own it. You bought it. It's your car. War tickies and all. So make sure that you know everything there is to know about it before you let the hammer fall or you let your cash move from one hand to another. Yeah, that's, that's the best piece of advice I could possibly give to anyone. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, sight unseen, that, that created a lot of uh, anxiety and agita. And we've actually seen some cars, uh, you know, post purchase inspections yeah. and they you know they didn't go down uh, speaking of which so uh your division you guys can handle that so russoandsteel.com if if i were to call you and say hey you know i'm thinking about buying this uh car is that something you would uh help broker and and maybe do a pre-purchase inspection at your shop you know truthfully pre-purchases inspections i leave to those that are properly prepared to understood do mm -hmm. i okay. believe that i'm best served to be the intermediary. I'm going to be the one that avails the environment, come to my shop, 
bring the car. Let me get you hooked up with who you need to. Yeah. Let's make arrangements for them to come and look at the car. Let's do this right. And there's a lot of ways to look before you leave. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, RussoandSteel.com. I invite you guys to go check out the website, of course, uh, Facebook. Um, where are cars, American cars, Drew? Where are they appreciated? I mean, is Australia really addicted to American cars? Is it the, is it the French? Is it the Italians? Where else in the world, like jazz musicians in the 60s, they had to go overseas to be appreciated somewhat. Where, <laughs> where are American cars across the globe really, really wanted? Uh, you know, truthfully, the, the 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 steam engine on the collector car hobby has always been here in the U.S. of A. Always, yeah. it always has been, it always will be. the The mentality in different uh, corners of the world, whether it's uh, European, uh, whether it's uh, Middle Eastern, whether it's uh, Asian, whether it's uh, uh, you know uh, Mid Americas, is there's always differences of perspective. But truthfully, the the highest quality restorations. The ones that are really done well, the the owners, the the enthusiasm. I, I can't tell you there is no better place than the country in which it is that we now live and enjoy for these collector cars and, and domestic U.S. cars. Here will always have the love because we've got the connection. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, you know, yeah. Mark Donahue, Parnelli Jones, George Fulmer, you know, Roger Penske. We we have the connection to those cars. That is in our DNA. And so the highest level of appreciation, I believe, for American cars is always going to be here in this Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. I, uh, I think a lot of you listening would agree. Uh, no matter what climate, by the way, too, I would, I would say I don't care what the economy is doing, you can never go wrong with a classic vehicle that's restored. It's going to increase in value every year, uh, and it's great to have that uh, in your investment portfolio. You know, Drew, I we talk about this all the time here on the show. We hear about the hashtag fake news, that the future, like my kids, don't want to be involved with car culture. We so don't believe that. What's your take? Do you think Madison Avenue has no clue? What's car culture like amongst the youngsters? What are you seeing at the auction? Uh, your auction house uh, across the country, uh, whether it's Amelia Island or out in uh, Monterey or here in Scottsdale? Truthfully, I believe we're in a pendulum swing situation here. Um, you know, I, I don't know how excited I can be about an iPhone with a set of tires and wheels underneath it. Um, cars <laughs> that don't make noise. Uh, yeah, I just that. I'm coming to work for you, Drew. I'm coming to work for you, Drew, because that's what we deal with on a daily. And it's like, oh gosh, I, I like I like cars that smell. I like cars that leak. I like the ones that make noise. I like it when they rattle. Um, I, to me, that's the visceral, emotional connection. And you know, you think about it. I mean, I, I don't know how old your iPhone is, but you know, you're going to get one of those damn things every other year, and you're never going to have that emotional, tactile experience of saying, hey, you know, how come my car is not running? The float bowls are stuck. Let's peel that Harley carburetor off, crack open the bowls, put some new needle and seats in it, get the float set again, fire it up, and take it for a drive. There is nothing more emotionally rewarding than being able to work on your car and make it run. And the minute they start taking that away from us, and cars that don't, I call it having a soul. How you can have a car that doesn't make noise? It doesn't. It doesn't have a soul. It, and, and that there's no emotion to. So I believe that there will always be that connection. All of my grandkids know how to drive stick shift cars. I taught them how to drive my dune buggy on Lido Island. They've all picked out the cars in my collection that they ultimately say are theirs. Their connections there. They get it. 
I see the kids that are accompanied by my clients at the rallies, the concourse, the other auctions. <laughs> all of them are connected. They all get it. Trust me. And those that don't, take them for a ride in a 1965 GT350 with side exit exhaust. Take them for a ride in a 67 Corvette with the top down. Take them for a ride in a Hemi GTX and get your foot in it. And I guarantee you that you will have converted faithful. Oh, yeah, that's going to cause a goose bump and pimpling. Yeah, we do that in the garage. We got the little 56 Huddy uh, Hollywood, uh, well, a little Cars car. And the first thing we do, we see kids in the garage. Come yeah. on. We're taking them out. And they do glow. They light up. And I want to say to you listening, take that responsibility. You've got your prize and joy. And most of you do. But don't be afraid to share that next generation buzz. Hey, so you're forgetting my 58 Chevy Del Rey. Oh, gosh. Ooh, good. That's a work in progress. <laughs> uh, Drew, we've got events coming up. Give the people an idea. Some think we've just shut down for a long time. Uh, I want folks to head over to RussoAndSteel.com. What events do we have coming up other than the uh, June 6th that's at the uh, Scottsdale Cars and Coffee? What do you got planned? You know, truthfully, I, every time I try and read the tea leaves, it feels like the wind comes up, blows them around a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have uh, I don't have a lot of clarity on my crystal ball, but I do have a prediction that I believe January Scottsdale twenty one yes, will be nice. the coming out party. Yes, I think that's when we're going to get our mojo back on. There's going to be a lot of pent up enthusiasm, demand, excitement. Mark your calendars, grab your red Crayola, and mark out that third weekend in January 21. We're going to be ready to rock it out, particularly at Russo and Steel. Come join us. Yeah, definitely an experience, people. Drew Alcazar, Russo and Steel, we so appreciate you hanging. We're going to have you back on probably in the fall, winter, so we can start promoting January. We can never stop promoting. That's right. <laughs> so, Drew, thank you so much for joining Ranch Nation. Thanks so much for having me, guys. You rock. Take thank care. you. Yeah, I mean that's the blood, sweat, and tears passion. That's a lot cool. of you, a lot of you can relate. Of course, nobody just flips the switch and bam, there's a restoration. That's it right. doesn't happen it takes that time. way. It does take time, and I think a lot of you know that. But I do invite you to get onto uh, RussoAndSteel.com. Uh, lots going on, and of course, their new division. It's well worth it. I mean, one of the things that we we didn't really get a chance to dive into. How about networking? Like, oh, yeah. a lot of you got a great pen, uh, painter. But where's my upholstery guy? Or that guy went out of right. business. And so by having a one-stop shop. Yes, all the elements. Under yeah, one and, then, yeah. and you know, if you've got a couple of projects, let's say you got two or three projects, mm -hmm. you're diving into one, but you know you've got this second and third, you're a bit worry-free now because you've got a strong network. Unfortunately, a lot of the small guys are going out of business. Yeah, it is. You know, we had an upholstery guy in uh, Mason, went out of business. Yep, yep. And a, but and he's a few in his eighties now, though. Well, that's what happens. Right? They age out, and nobody wants to come behind his, uh, you know, his legacy. I think upholstery, Susie. Yep. Maybe that's something. You maybe can, that's something we can do. Yeah, you said you wanted to go work for Russo and Steel. You I don't want to work with me anymore. Well, I'll take you with me. Okay. We can, we'd operate the popcorn. <laughs> I, I do the popcorn over there at the Russo and Steel. But I can get out of the block. <laughs> <laughs> always, always a good time to hang out with you guys. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have more shows in the future. Uh, for many of you that listen religiously every week, we do want to personally thank you. We have been in replay mode, and this was kind of our first fresh live show back. I will tell you what we are working on. I think it's exciting. Uh, I won't reveal names, but Tesla. Tesla has a way of locking you out. If you want to work on a Tesla, 
They lock you out. Well, there is a gentleman that's figured out a way to make that happen. No way. We're working on getting him oh my. as a guest. Uh, and we've got a few others. Uh, we're going to tap NHRA uh, as well. I just read something about John Force talking about how he is surviving. Here's a legend. Sponsors. They got to hang through this whole situation, right. and then there's no racing, so it's a it's a tough time. We want to get into uh, get into that take because I think for a lot of race teams, mm-hmm. they're not unaccustomed to challenges, but this may have been a big challenge regarding sponsors, right? No racing, oh, I bet, yeah. no money coming in. So we're yeah. working on some of those shows. I invite you to get on a wrenchnation.tv. We'd love your email. No, we're not going to spam you. We don't sell penny stocks. We just will share with you our daily goings-ons and, of course, our weekly Ranch Nation Car Talk Show. Susie, any last-minute words? No, man. It's just, this is fun. It's uh, every, fun. Every week I say it's fun. Well, we hope you enjoy our little therapeutic, mechanical, maniacal kind of situations. KFNX, we love you. 90.7, the neon. I'm trying to get out to L.A. and New York, people. Maybe if you're listening, you can help us. Whoa, 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 whoa. When is this happening? I don't know. I want to expand our little show to okay. New York and L.A. I don't well, know let's why. let's do it. Maybe you're listening. You let's can help us. It. Maybe. Maybe. Ranch Nation, we love you. This could be the first trumpet. Might as well could be the last. Watch the wicked, dreadful man are drowning in our own glass. Judgment are going lick down every race and social class. Armageddon time shall come and put me all You know, when we're talking about a relationship in a business, we're talking about not only relationship with your clients, but also relationship with those folks that are working hard to help promote your business. TheMailShark.com. Many of you have marketing plans in place now that are kind of shaky. You're not getting the return that you want. TheMailShark.com. Print and direct mail made easier. They will get the job done for you. You want to talk about increasing your car count, whether you're a general repair shop or special shop they have a solution for you themailshark.com there's never any money up front they give you the ability to mail and pay weekly talk about helping a small business cash flow with over 16 direct mail products with both paper and plastic options they will keep your marketing fresh and one of the things i enjoy working with mailshark is they have absolute world-class customer service print and direct mail made easy give my friends at mailshark a call today the mailshark Shark.com.